Welcome everyone to the Happy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Jack, lifestyle entrepreneur, professional model slash actor, biohacker, and eco-warrior striving to make a positive impact on this planet. My goal is to inspire, educate, and entertain you while reminding you to enjoy the journey, not just the destination, as you happy hustle for a life of passion and purpose. I am so grateful and humbled to be spending some time together today. Now let's dive in. What is up, you beautiful happy hustlers out there? Kerry Jack here, and I hope you are crushing the day. I mean it, just enjoying this very moment right here and right now. And in this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast, we have on Mr. Sterling Hawkins, who is out to break the status quo. He went from a multi-billion dollar startup to straight up collapse and coming back to launch, invest, and grow over 50 companies. Sterling takes that experience to work with companies around the world. And now Sterling serves as CEO and founder of Sterling Hawkins Group, a research training and development company focused on unlocking human and organizational potential. He has been seen in publications like Inc., Fast Company, New York Times, Forbes, and recently released the best-selling book, Hunting Discovered. He is based in Colorado, and Sterling is a proud uncle of three passionate adventurers, and he is also a skydiver, a climbing, you know, mountains, uh, you know, adventurer, shark diving, and even trekking in the Sahara. Sterling is a really awesome dude. And we had a really amazing chat all on hunting discomfort. Like these are five discomforts that actually are holding people back that we dive into. And for me, it was eye-opening because, you know, it's really awareness is the first step to any positive change. And you have to know in order to grow. So these are the discomforts, discomforts that people are really being held back by that Sterling gets into. And he has this hashtag, no matter what, hashtag, no matter what, doing something tomorrow, no matter what. So we're going to dive into all this stuff and way more. And actually, if you want to take it a step further, you can go to huntingdiscomfort.com and pick up a copy of his book. You can also take the free quiz to figure out which of the five discomforts is holding you back and so much more. So check out huntingdiscomfort.com. But regardless, guys, share this with a friend who maybe needs to get a little uncomfortable. Maybe they've been complacent. Maybe they need to start happy hustling a life that they love. Share this episode with them. And that's how we continue to spread this message with more and more people. All right, y'all. After a quick episode sponsor break, we're going to be diving into this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast. Guys, I want to take a few moments to tell you about my latest discovery. Now, I'll tell you, this is one of the hottest super nutrient-packed products that I have found to boost my brain and overall well-being on the market. First of all, let me tell you a little bit about my experience. As soon as I tried this product, I became a super fan of it because I was just blown away with the immediate results. I felt more focused, my mind was clear, and I actually increased my mental performance. Not to mention, it just became a part of my go-to routine for 
boosting my productivity, increasing my immune support, and even glowing in healthier skin. Yes, I said it. I care about my skin quality. So this product was actually developed after long years of research by one of the most advanced brain chemists and formulators today. And you've probably heard of the superpowers of mushrooms and extracts and collagen, but I got to say, this is the combination of all of those power-packed ingredients in one. It includes lion's mane, chaga, cordyceps, reishi, collagen, and Peruvian cacao. It's truly like magic in a jar. It's called Kala Genius, okay? And I got to say, you can add it to your coffee, your water. You kind of mix it in your smoothies, whatever you want to do. It mixes up very similar to protein powder, except it tastes a lot better. I mean, it's got a chocolicious flavor, and it's delicious and nutritious. And you get the hookup for watching and listening to The Happy Hustle. You can go to Newtopia, that's N-O-O-T-O-P-I-A.com, forward slash happy genius, H-A-P-P-Y-G-E-N-I-U-S, and use code promo code happy10 during checkout to save 10%. And I got to say the best part is you actually get a 365-day money-back guarantee with this stuff. That means they actually care about you and they stand behind their products and they want you to love it or you get your money back. So check it out today. You can go to newtopia.com forward slash happy genius and get some collagenius in your life and start to boost that brain and body and increase that skin glow, fam. All right, y'all, now let's get back to this episode. All right, Mr. Sterling Hawkins, welcome to the Happiest Podcast, my brother. I'm super stoked to have you on. Likewise, great to join you, Carrie. Appreciate yeah, you having me. Well, well, this is going to be a fun one. You know, we got connected through our mutual friend, Samantha Joy, awesome human. And, you know, we started diving in, just a lot of synergies, you know, just really connected. I mean, you have run multi-billion dollar startups. You have invested in a ton of different entities. You're a serial <laughs> entrepreneur. You're a, you know, you're an international keynote speaker. You've been featured on Fast Company, the New York Times, Forbes. You got a book called hunting discomfort, which I'm really excited to talk about because you say there's five yeah. discomforts that are holding people back. And one specifically is holding back the happy hustlers out there listening. And we're going to get to the bottom of it today on this episode. So I'm yeah, no matter cool. what we will, <laughs> no matter what, which is your hashtag. And I want to, <laughs> I want to get to that as well. But before we get into all that good stuff, yeah. Sterling, what's something interesting yeah. about yourself that not too many people know? Yeah. So I, I was thinking about this for a second. I was like, you know, I don't think many people know that I'm a certified yoga teacher. I do a lot of yoga and I lived in LA for about a decade. And I don't know, within the first couple of years of living there, I felt like it, it was calling me. So I signed up, took all the classes. I think it was like a 200 hour course. And I don't teach much anymore these days, but yeah, it's kind of an unknown about me. All right. Well, good to know. I've done a little yoga in my day as well. I, uh, I'm a fan yeah. of the Savasana or whatever it's called at the end where you just lay there and do nothing. That's my favorite. Uh, what's your the favorite? Savasana, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably the same. And I, I think that's actually the most important pose. You know, when I first 
started doing yoga. It's like annoying. Get me out of here. I'm ready to leave. Uh, but now I really see it as an opportunity to integrate everything that you've been through and, and just like find a little peace and relaxation, which especially when I first started getting into it, I did not have it all. Mm, yeah. Well, and I just don't think people these days are finding enough silence, finding enough stillness in their lives. You know, we're constantly inundated with our devices and the latest dopamine dump and, you know, our family right. and our friends and our businesses. And so that's why I think that pose really hits people is because it's like, oh my gosh, I get to just be and the lost art of being, right? <laughs> exactly. And and by the way, that's the most feedback I get, at least at a, a very superficial level about the book. Like I hear things like, Sterling, you got to look at my business, my relationships, my bank account. Like I don't need to hunt discomfort. I'm surrounded by it. And my answer is always the same, which is, Oh, you mean you're living with discomfort, mm. not hunting it. Because when you hunt discomfort, you are forever free from it. Not circumstantially mm. free. Not like when I have enough money in my bank account or when I meet the right person or when I build the right team. Like you're free now. You have that mm. peace now. Yeah. Um, and when you can free yourself at that level, well, anything becomes possible. Mm. Amen to that. Tell us a little bit about hunting discomfort. Yeah. Like where did you come up with this concept? Yeah, well, not on purpose. I'll, I'll tell you that. You know, some people say, like, Sterling, you must be like a thrill seeker and an adventurer. And, you know, some aspects of that I enjoy, but I certainly didn't come out of the womb that way. Um, like the discomfort for anything started somewhere. There was some point in your life where you decided, hey, that makes me uncomfortable. I don't feel very good when I'm doing that. And, and thus the discomfort began, like it took root. And I didn't come to terms with a lot of those things until it was essentially forced upon me. You know, I think we talked a little bit about this story, but for all the happy hustler listeners here, mm -hmm. you know, I founded a startup uh, right out of college with my dad. We sold it to a group in Silicon Valley and um, fairly long, somewhat dramatic story short, we end up growing to be like the Apple Pay before Apple Pay. And it was a little sensor, fingerprint sensor, set next to the credit card terminal. And after you registered, you could put your finger down, credit cards would come up, loyalty cards, just like Apple Pay, only no phone. And this thing grew like wildfire. This is like early 2000s, where we grow to 700 people, offices all over the world, raised 550 million US dollars, multi-billion dollar valuation. Like, I feel Jeez. like I'm on this rocket ship, now, you know? And have you seen the movie Wolf of Wall Street? I have. It was like living a scene out of that movie, like the models in the office, the parties at the Four Seasons, like you name it, we were probably Jeez. doing it in some shape or form. And I thought I had not just business, but I thought I had life figured out, you know, like it's mm. only a matter of time until we go public, cash in, and I crown myself the next Steve Jobs. Like it was the epitome of comfort and certainty. And it wasn't until the housing market started to collapse and we couldn't raise additional funding. We didn't have enough organic growth to support how fast we had grown. And so the whole thing came crashing down. Oh, wow. The company ends up going bankrupt, half a billion dollars gone. Oh. And my identity was so tied up in that company, who I was, what success looked like, how much money I had, who I was going out with, uh, the penthouse apartment, you know. My identity was so caught up in those things that when the company crashed, so did I. And it threw me into the depths of the unknown and the uncomfortable where, uh, you know, I go from the penthouse to my parents' house. I go from <laughs> all the money in the world to six figures of debt. 
And, you know, just to shoot straight with you, it was a point when I moved into my parents' house, I didn't know if I could or even if I wanted to go on. Like it was really the depths mm. of uncertainty. And I realized that, wait a minute, if all I have now is discomfort, that must be the pathway forward. And, and thus began the, the long and somewhat painful process of starting to build myself back. Mm. Wow. I mean... That's a powerful story, man. I got to say, you know, it's uh, <laughs> feels it's, like a dream. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. Like, I'm sure the happy hustlers in their own way can relate. Like you have comfort, you have certainty, you're working towards something and it feels yeah. like, okay, I figured it out or I figured something out. And then it comes crashing yeah. down. I did that with not one, but two startups uh, where I thought, oh, this yeah. is a for sure, you know, easy eight figure right. exit. I'm just gonna, you know, yeah. do this, this, that, and then boom, knock, 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 ATF on my door for my first startup or my like was my first, mm. but it was my first legit one called Booze Bros, where we were shipping. Yeah, we were solving the problem of, you know, like that second beer run or even the first one where yeah. you go. And you actually like get alcohol after you've maybe had one or two. And we lost a couple of friends to a yeah. drinking and driving accident when I was, you know, just in high mm -hmm. school. And so I was like, I, I could solve this with just delivering booze. And then we created these like libation like packages where they came in like wooden crates, for example, and it would have all the ingredients yeah. to make an old fashioned and we'd ship it to you. And then um, nice. basically it had a QR code, which showed them it was Grant, my, my brother and I showed him how to make it old fashioned, you know, shaking a little tush on, <laughs> on a video and like, you know, just like <laughs> sexing it up, making it fun. And anyway, right, right. this one, dude, we were like, this is crushing. Like we were shipping booze. We were having all this success. And then, you know, we found out, oh, you're not allowed to ship alcohol across state lines without paying taxes on each state that it grows through Oops. and all this other stuff. So there went that startup. We got like almost arrested. And I was like, you know, yeah. There goes the discomfort, you know, or there goes the comfort into discomfort. Yeah. And I really think that's the yeah. path forward, as you said. I mean, just take us to that that rebuild moment. Like, let's say someone right now is feeling the depths of despair. They're not necessarily happy hustling. Maybe they're they're comfortable, but they know they need more. What is that that yeah. moment like from when you were at your parents' house to now starting to rebuild, what would you say to someone in that same moment? Yeah. Well, first is you don't have to wait until you get to that rock bottom. <laughs> yeah, moment, true. Right. Like now I realize that if you hunt discomfort in small ways and you go after uh, those things that maybe make you nervous or you're a little embarrassed about, or you're scared of or fearful of, then you don't have to sink to the depths that I sank. You know, you can go after it in small ways, and I would certainly encourage that. And that's what I try to do now, right? Go after the discomfort because if you're not hunting it, it's hunting you. And it's only mm -hmm. a matter of time until things start crashing down. And, you know, for anybody who's in that discomfort in a big way, like I was at that time, or even in a small way, you know, what I started to do, and I, I didn't have any system, I didn't, you know, have people wearing no matter what t shirts around the world. Like I just, I had no idea what I was doing. And I uh, started this very personal mantra. I started telling myself I would do things no matter what. I'm going to get out of bed tomorrow no matter what, because I was all hepped up on anxiety, medication, anti-depression pills. So I'm going to get mm. up tomorrow at 7 o'clock no matter what. And the alarm would go off, and I'd get out of bed. 
I'm mm. going to go to the gym tomorrow, no matter what. I'm going to call the creditors, no matter what. And as you start doing things, no matter what, it, it starts to shift you a little bit. You start mm-hmm. to move. And I didn't know um, exactly where I was going. I didn't know how I was going to build myself back, but I did know it was going to be uncomfortable. And it was from something my mom said that I started taking that no matter what to the next level. And she said, have you ever heard the quote, the way out is through? Yes. It's a Robert Frost quote. To me, it's always my mom. When I like hear it, it's like my mom's voice. And it came back to me probably because I was living at her house at the time. <laughs> and to me, it meant like go through the uncomfortable, go through the hard things, go through those things you're avoiding. And what you're looking for is on the other side. And again, I think that goes for everybody in big ways or small ways. And what scared me the most back then, believe it or not, given what I do today, was speaking in public. Mm. I would rather be in the coffin than giving the eulogy at, uh-huh. at any level. If they were like, Sterling, do you want to be up on a stage in front of 10 people? Or you want to be in the ground? I'd be like, put me in the ground right now. Like, I'm, I'm done. I'm out, you know? And reflecting on it was because I, I saw myself as a failure. You know, you had blown all this money or you were part of blowing all this money. You weren't good enough. Uh, there was something inside of you that felt a, a, a lack and a discomfort. And so literally standing up in front of people was the worst thing in the world. Mm. And right then there was like this ding in my email box. And it was a, just a junk mail for a conference in Singapore. I was like, all right, Bob, if the way out's through... Like, let's, let's go. I'm doing this thing no matter what. And I set all the medications aside and I hit reply on that email. And I said, why don't you have me speak? Best Sterling. I still have the email, by the way. <laughs> and, and, you know, it was kind of a game to me at first because I, I was in all this debt, living at my parents' house, no girlfriend, like everything. I didn't have anything to lose. So I end up talking to the conference director and um, negotiate to be not like a speaker at the event, but the keynote speaker of their oh conference. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and, dude, it, it didn't land with me till he sent the legal agreement to me. And I'm like, what are you doing, Sterling? Like, you've got a huge failure on your resume. You don't know what you're going to say. And you're terrified to do it. And so for everybody that's in one of those moments, again, in big ways or small ways, I suggest you do this, which is what I did at that point, which is I signed the agreement and I sent it back before all that self-doubt could stop me. When you find a way to make a commitment bigger than your own discomfort, it calls you through it. It's kind of that thing that that gives you the push to get to the other side. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, I always think of, you know, my own personal stories of like like the best things I've ever done were not comfortable. Yeah. And and truly, like yeah, that's usually where the magic happens, whether it's, you know, deciding I I folded my tech startup, you know, we had a lot of great success in New York city. This wasn't the the booze bros one. This was, you know, the one after that, uh, right. We were having really great success and we had this five figure or five, um, you know, year exit planned. And we had like VC investors Mm -hmm. and all this stuff like lined up deals with Microsoft and IBM. And then we just knew in our heart, we couldn't do it. We couldn't take the money. We couldn't take these deals. We had to, it just, we were so burnt out. And yeah, that's when I moved to Bangkok, Thailand. And it was very mm-hmm. uncomfortable, but it was also exciting. Mm-hmm. There's something exciting about discomfort. You know, it's like, you, there know, is. you just don't know what's going to happen. 
Yeah, well, it, it breaks the status quo. I mean, most yeah. people, myself included, especially in, in these days, live a life that's like a little better and a little worse. It's a little better and it's a little worse. And until you're you know, brave enough, courageous enough to like step into the depths of the unknown, the depths of discomfort like you did when you you know stepped out of the startup and moved to Singapore, you can't confront Bangkok, the things to get you Thailand, to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Right. Bye, yeah. Singapore. You're in Bangkok. Yeah. yeah there you, you go. Probably have more fun than I did. <laughs> uh, I would probably agree. <laughs> right. Was, right. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was. Yeah. Uh, well, let me let me ask you. Like at that point, did you have people around you that were kind of supporting you and helping you, or was it totally solo? Oh no. Yeah. I was. I was there. Um, basically solo. I had two friends that flew over for two weeks. Uh, but I yeah. had, you know, I was there almost a year, you know, basically solo. So, um, yeah, yeah, I made friends, you know, the expats, but when you, when you did that first speaking gig, did you get paid? I'm just curious. Yeah, you I did. Got, I got paid a fair bit of money. Yeah, it, 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 get this. Awesome. Like, I, it, it was it was so much a game for me. Like, it, I didn't believe it was real in a way. Like, it was kind of a. a I was living a nightmare. So I was like, "What do I have to lose?" He yeah. gave me a fee, oh my and goodness. I doubled it. I'm like, "I'd like to get paid this." And he didn't pay me that, by the way. We we met yeah. in the middle somewhere, but he, you know, he's flying me first class to Singapore. It was insane. Heck yeah! And, and by the way, I um I recruited my sister. She was um right out of Georgetown grad as a marketing degree. And I, and I said, listen, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm clearly like in the depths of it here. I'm 10 years older than her, by the way. Mm. And either I'll give you some of the money from this Singapore job, if you'll help me, or you can come with me and we'll have a trip to Singapore together. And she goes, you're an idiot, Sterling. Like, I'm I'm coming with you. Like, let's do this thing. <laughs> and thus began, like, months of just obsessively practicing and writing and rewriting and doing the slides. And uh, these days, it's actually a major component of moving through discomfort to break mm. the results, which is, uh, I call it building a street gang. Mm. intentionally not calling it a personal board of directors. It's not drinking buddies. It's not, you know, just some friends you're messing around with or significant other. Like I call it a street gang because you want somebody that's going to go toe to toe with you and hold you accountable to what you said you wanted to do. Mm. And that was my sister for me. You know, those days where I didn't feel like getting up and didn't feel like practicing and kind of, you know, was in the depths of dealing with all the, the hardship and the struggle and the emotional pain. She's like, get up. We're doing it right now. Mm. And when you have somebody like that, research shows as an individual, you're 95% more likely to achieve your goal. And as a group, almost four times to achieve your goal. Like, you know, I hear entrepreneurs, wow. especially like, oh, I'm going to hold myself accountable. And I think that's great at a certain level. Like if, if you want to maintain the status quo, you're pretty reliable for uh, holding yourself accountable. But if you really want to grow, like if you're making a stretch to something that you're not sure you can actually do, you need that outside accountability because everything inside of you, your mind, your body is going to tell you, don't go back, stop. You shouldn't. This is dangerous, right? And that mm. person holding you accountable is going to support you through that discomfort. Yeah, so true. I mean, having accountability with mentors, with your peers, with your colleagues, and with yourself, I always like to put yeah. consequences on accountability. Mm. Like if I don't do what I say yeah. I'm going to do, I actually have a consequence 
And I mentioned it on the yeah. show before, but one thing that I know gets people to take action, and this is what I do, is I actually write a check to a cause yeah. or organization or charity that I hate. And if I yeah. don't do what I said I'm going to do, I send that check. And I'm like, oh, that's it's so painful. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, so you just, that's just comfort, you know? <laughs> So yeah, totally. Yeah. And I, I think oftentimes people look at commitments as like legal agreements and that certainly counts, but you can make commitments with money. Like you're saying, especially if there's a consequence to it Yeah, where I'm sending money somewhere I don't like, you can make a commitment with your reputation, you know, tell every people, tell your friends, tell Facebook or Instagram or whatever social media you're on. You're like, Hey, I'm going to run this marathon no matter what, like check back in with me in three months or I'm mm. going to keep you posted. Right. You're just looking for ways to make a commitment that's that puts you on the line for something. Yeah. Um, I and it it's it's just critical. Yeah. You feel that pain of of losing it, then you're like, ah, I'm not gonna not gonna do that again. I'm not gonna send that check to the organization I don't like, right? Like it kicks exactly. you in the For sure. I mean, and I will I'll take it, you know, a step further because it's like we all make these commitments to ourselves. But then yeah. over time, we break them. I always, I think of it like with my relationship, yeah. you know, it's like this windshield mm -hmm. of trust. And, you know, maybe you show up late for dinner when you said you were going to be there on time. Well, a little, little crack in that windshield, a little rock chip, right? You know, over time, oh, yeah. you said you were going to do the dishes. You didn't do the dishes. A little another crack chip. Over time, that, yeah. that windshield relationship of trust will break. And you, you actually have- yeah. a, relationship of trust with yourself. So if you're not being very deliberate and intentional and doing what you say you're going to do no matter what, you're breaking that trust internally, yeah. which then causes, I think, depression, anxiety, and stress. I mean, what's your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. It, it, exhibit one right here. And, and by the <laughs> way, I, I think that's true, true every day. You know, people, are, you know, sometimes I think look at me and they're like, oh, like you're, you're, you're all about this stuff. And I'm like, frankly, I don't like to get out of the bed more in the morning, you know, the discomfort of getting out of bed, boom, snooze button. I did it this morning. Right. Yeah. And, and then after that, I get up and I'm feeling the discomfort of being a little tired. Boom. Coffee. I'm looking at the stairs at, to go into the gym. Boom. Elevator. And, you know, a frame to look at life, a powerful frame to look at life is, is kind of what you're suggesting here, which is there's all these moments throughout the day where you're either leaning into uh, comfort and security and you know letting yourself off the hook and breaking your word and even small ways or you're leaning into the discomfort of going after the uncomfortable keeping your word no matter what or at least honoring it where if you yeah. couldn't do it for whatever reasons i get it's a crazy world like you at least address it and say hey i'm a minute late to this call i said i was going to be here at 10 it's 1001 yeah i was dealing with whatever right that like you you keep that integrity with yourself and it's yeah. I, I think it's absolutely critical as a as an individual and also in the culture of families or communities or companies. oh yeah yeah you I, that's one of my favorite words truly balance and integrity you know like integrity yeah. is something i didn't have i'll be straight up like i was a a, a hustler Same. growing up just doing shit the wrong way illegal things that i'm not going to get into but you know ended up uh ended up <laughs> other getting, than shipping alcohol across state oh, lines oh <laughs> no way, way worse way worse um had the fbi after me for a while i'll tell you that oh you know, man yeah went to yeah. jail you know almost died gun to the head all the things and uh oh my gosh yeah 
I because I was out of integrity and I traded in. I made this commitment if yeah. God let me, you know, get past this really difficult time to always hustle with integrity, alignment of my values, my morals and do right by others. And and I think that has really yeah. propelled my success and everyone else's success that I know is doing things the right way with integrity, especially with yourself having integrity, because at the end of the day, you have to look at yourself yeah. in the mirror, you know, and you have to be right. the person who ultimately decides if you're proud or not. And so just, you know, all the happy hustlers out there, ask yourself two things. One, are you proud of who you see back in the mirror? And two, tomorrow, what are you going to do no matter what to change it? Mm. Right. I mean, yeah. those, yeah, those big, big or small. I, I, yeah. That's it. <laughs> um, I, I, I was going to say, you know, like it, it could be something small. It could be like call your mom tomorrow or, you know, say I love you to my significant other. Like I don't care what it is. Or it could be something huge. Like I'm going to call 15 people or I'm going to make cold calls until I get at least a deal. Uh, but having that one thing you're doing no matter what, I, I think is critical. And, and something else you said I think is really important yeah. is the um, – let me frame it like this. You say, you know, you had this conversation with God. I think there's a surrendering to something greater that's yeah. absolutely necessary. And when I say surrender, I'm not talking about order a pizza, sit on the couch and watch Netflix. Although, you know, there's time and place for that. I've done that oh, yeah. plenty of times. Oh, I did that know? last night. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I'm all for I love pizza. I love Netflix. Like I, I'm there, man. Uh but when I'm talking about surrender, it's really in terms of accepting things exactly as they are and exactly as they're not. Mm. Um, Carl Jung, arguably the father of modern psychology today, he said, we cannot change anything until we accept it. So mm. condemnation about not being the right kind of person, breaking your word, not being the right age, not having enough money, not having enough time, uh, not having the right team, not being in the right place in your life, like condemnation about any of those things doesn't liberate it oppresses and it makes it very hard to do much else mm. and i found through working with a lot of people and teams and companies going through discomfort it's always darkest before it's dawn like you yeah. feel the most discomfort right before you break through it mm. and just to you know bring it back to my personal story weeks weeks leading up to that singapore talk I can't sleep. I'm having panic attacks. I don't want to eat. And everything in me carries like, I hope they call me and cancel it or something <laughs> happens with the flights, right? Like I want things to get in my way so I don't have to do it. I want to let myself off the hook and I can't because I mm. signed the legal agreement. Yeah. And in that process, it, I didn't realize it then, but now looking back on it, I had to surrender. Mm. I had to surrender to things like the fact that I could totally bomb. Mm -hmm. Not, not like could, but I, that's, that's a very real possibility. I had to surrender the embarrassment of feeling like a failure or the yeah. inadequacy of feeling like I didn't fit in and giving those things up. And I think better yet, giving them up to a higher power, whatever you believe in yeah. God, spirit, the earth, like I don't care, but giving it up to something greater yep. makes it a little more manageable, frees you to be able to do whatever it is that you want to do. Oh, we interrupt your programming on this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast to tell you about something super unique that can actually help you implement everything you're learning and actually start to happy hustle a blissfully balanced life that you love. And I'm talking 
about the Happy Hustle Club. This is our online digital mastermind community of rockstar happy hustling entrepreneurs all coming together for bi-weekly balance building trainings with yours truly. We also have guest guru happy hours where we bring in experts to share their wisdom. And we have cash accountability, baby, which means you can actually make money and bet on yourself inside the club community where you actually can make money by just doing the things you said you're going to do. All mixed together with a selfless service session each and every month. We talk about a cause that we're supporting to give it our time, our money, our expertise. And we have Happy Hustle Hot Seats where you can actually get dissected in a good way and receive invaluable feedback by the club members. Plus, you just get to surround yourself with like-minded, entrepreneurial, badass, happy hustlers. So if you want to know more, you can go to thehappyhustleclub.com and apply today. We have a couple different tiers. You can join at different tiers based on your budget and based on how deep you want to join. So check it out again at thehappyhustleclub.com. All right, now let's get back to this episode. So true. Ah, I love that. Have you read the book, The Surrender Experiment? Yes, love that book. Mickey Singer. Yeah. So Mickey, uh, he was a personal Michael mentor. Singer, yes. Well, we call they call him Mickey. I, I know Mickey. Oh. So um oh, nice. he uh he actually is a personal mentor of my brother. My brother went to University of Florida and yeah. he spent four years like going to the temple of the universe meditating. So I would go there and meditate and yeah. learn from him. But he yeah. says, you know, something that is just like so profound. But it's like you look at every situation and you could surrender and flow through it. And you look at it as, is this happening to me or is this happening for me? Right. And it's like, you know, your story of like having this multi-billion dollar entity go to zero, like that happened for you to then hunt discomfort in other areas of life to then help you know, inspire other people and to, you know, push past the adversity in their life. And it's like, I always look at stuff that I did as it happened for me, you know, and I'm stronger because of it. And everyone out there listening, all the happy hustlers, that's the damn truth for you too. So look at those adversities, know that it happened for you. And now moving forward, it's time to hunt discomfort again and continue to push the boundaries. And that's where the growth happens. And one thing I do want to get into, Sterling, is these five discomforts that hold people back because I think it's really important yeah. for people to actually not just take, you know, what you and I are chatting about here, but like implement it in their own life. And that's where I get the most value yeah. from, you know, content. It's like, okay, I acquired something cool, this knowledge, but then I implemented it. That's when my life really shifts. So let's go through these five yeah. discomforts that hold people back. Yeah. So the the first is the discomfort of seeing, let's call it an alternative reality. Not that you are wrong, but being willing to open yourself up to something else being right. And I mean that in three main categories. What you believe, the beliefs you have about yourself, your personality, what you're capable of, uh, what your circumstances mean about you. Uh, the second is what you believe about others, individuals, You know, maybe a significant other, business partner, your team or groups of people like this company or, or this category or this um, political party. And then finally, your beliefs about the world and how it works. And when you go through the discomfort, I do mean the discomfort of looking at, you know, what within those three categories, what beliefs do I have about myself, others of the world that 
that might be wrong or something else might be right. I, I think that's the first step to kind of shifting the lens of belief. Mm. Um, usually a good way to find those things is whenever you're feeling uncomfortable, like you experience the physical symptoms of being uncomfortable, there's probably some faulty belief at play. In mm. fact, I'll say it even stronger than that. There is some faulty belief at play. Mm. And you can look into that discomfort, kind of reflect on the moment of it and say, okay, what beliefs, what views led to that discomfort in the first place? Mm. So the first one technically first is, yeah, our alternative reality. Like you kind of tell yourself a story and then it becomes yeah. part of this toxic loop. And then you yep. succumb to that as truth even though it's, you know, deep down in your soul, it's not, right? Did I get that? Exactly. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And to spend the time, and, and it does take a little bit of time, especially get, to get to some of those more like axiomatic or core beliefs Yeah. to say, you know, one, you've got to find them. And two, you've got to be willing to give that up, which hurts, mm. you know, yeah. especially if you've been living 30 years a certain way to say, hey, I've been living my life true to that thing for that long. It's produced these results I don't like, and it's my fault, has always yeah. been. It hurts, uh, yeah. but it's critical. Oh, so true. Um, I can think of like just, you know, someone who had a bad breakup, you know, or a divorce yeah. even. And it's like you just blame that person for all of your ailments for like 30 years. You're like, Oh, but if it wasn't yeah. for this relationship, I would be on a different trajectory. It's like, no, you got to take accountability for your own reality. And that is like right. the biggest thing I want all the happy hustlers to just take away from this first discomfort is like, take accountability and change your story and then you'll change your destiny. So love it. What's the second one? Yeah. Yeah. So the, the second piece is, is something that I, I know all well, all too well is self-doubt. Mm. Right. That that little voice in your head that says, I can't, I shouldn't, I won't, or I could, I might. It's that self-doubt that's holding you back from a lot of things. And to be clear, self-doubt itself is not bad. It's really telling you what's important to you, at least in some way. It's when it stops you that it becomes a discomfort that's limiting any progress and kind of the mm. antidote to that. And we've talked about it a little bit is commitment. Right. I, I would say getting a tattoo, not a literal tattoo, but commit in a way where there's no going back, where yeah. you commit with money, time, resources, um, legal agreements. Like, I don't care. But when you've got that commitment, it, it's going to move you through that self-doubt. And when, you know, like we've been talking about a little bit, you do at least one thing a day, no matter what, or you do anything, no matter what you start to build that belief in yourself and mm. that self-doubt stopping you becomes less and less and less over time. Mm. Commitment. I love it. Everyone go get tattoos of what you're going to do tomorrow, no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, you know, at first I was like, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a cool way to say it. I think people go out and literally get the tattoos of businesses on themselves. You know, this one guy, his name's Emmanuel who lives, he lives outside of New York city. And beginning of the pandemic, he lost his job and he had just gotten married. And so he's like thrown into that discomfort of the unknown. And he's like, man, I, I got to make money. I got to take care of my wife. I got to pay for this place to live. And out walking one day, he literally walks into a tattoo shop and gets the business he started. It's called Left Spire on, I think it's his right bicep. And not like a little thing. It's like his entire bicep. 
And you know, I, I know him during this time and we're talking and man, he, he dealt with discomfort in a big way. Like I can't tell you how many times, like he wanted to get a job, he wanted to quit, but he just kept going after it and going after it. And whenever he forgot or he wanted to cave, he looked at his literal tattoo. Uh, He just texted me a couple of months ago. The business he started is now an eight-figure business. Wow. Like commitment is the way. It's going to be hard, but it is the way. Yeah. Fun fun fact. I actually have the uh, Happy Hustle smiley face tattooed on my right ankle. And I got it in Bali before I even started the company. So it actually, it was just like, you know what? Sometimes in life, you get punched in the eye, but you got the choice to just smile through it and be happy. And I was like, yeah. oh, I'm going to get this yeah. tattoo. And I just drew this little red X over a smiley face. And then it became the logo of the happy hustle. And, and it is a great reminder. So anyway, you don't have to get tattoos, yeah. but just make sure you overcome that self-doubt fam with commitment. Now let's go on to the third one, man. That's right. Number three is the fear of exposure. You know, and this is some of the things I was sharing about myself where I felt like people would see me as inadequate, see me as the failure that I felt like I was. Not that mm-hmm. I uh, was by, you know, facts and in the world of physics, but I felt like a failure. And that was true to me. And again, this is going to start telling you, well, what's important to you? What are the things about you where that uh, fear of exposure is holding you back? Like, what about you is, do you consider maybe the problem or the challenge? Mm. And the answer, though, to that, and we talked about this one, too, is building a street gang. So accountability is really important in that. But you also need some kind of mentorship, somebody that can, like, tactically show you the pathway to get to where you want to get or be the way that you want to be. You need love somebody that's going to accept you not on a romantic basis but more on an acceptance basis of as you kind of lose yourself in that discomfort they're standing there for your acceptance for your growth they love you through it no matter what Mm -hmm. and the fourth piece is inspiration somebody that's going to like light the fire inside of you not motivate you necessarily and motivation i think is getting yourself or somebody else to do something you don't really want to do but they're going to inspire you at a heart level to say, this is why I want to take those steps forward. And as you have those pieces, that's that's kind of your team to get you through the discomfort. Mm, yeah. I mean, I think now social media and this, you know, digital landscape has really lent itself to a facade personality and most people are posting their best parts of themselves and i'm like guilty of this too like you know i don't i don't post the shit as much as some people i know but i don't i don't only post the good stuff too like i like to share both sides Mm. but i think exposing yourself truly and just being vulnerable being actually like 100 authentic that's what people really want these days more than anything else. They want you to keep it real. And and I'll tell you this, yeah. people's BS meters are higher than ever. So you got to keep it real. If you want to no be a leader, you want to, you know, be a, you know, a difference maker and make a truly a, a positive impact in people's lives. Like you have to be unapologetically yourself. And I love this one because, yeah. you know, having mentorship, having love, inspiration and having like a people around you, your street gang you know, is, is a really yeah. good way to do so. So that's awesome, man. Let's hear the fourth one. Yeah. Uh, and number four is challenges, mm. right? Like we live in the real world and sometimes there's just not enough money and there's not enough time. Um, 
or you don't have the right education, you're not in the right place, right? There are real challenges that we meet day in and day out, big ones and small ones. And this is a very stoic perspective of the obstacle is the way, right? How can you use those challenges, those proverbial warts that you're trying to like kind of hide away, you're going to sweep different things under the rug. Like how can you use those things as the pathway forward? Mm. And just because we've been talking a little bit about me, you know, the thing that I was most scared of is that people learned about this failure, that they saw like not necessarily just the company collapsing, but the depths that I fell to at a personal level. Mm. And it, it's it's somewhat ironic that it's those exact things that I didn't want anybody to know or share or find out that I talk about on a regular basis on stages all over the place these days, mm. right? Like yeah. the obstacle is the way. Yeah. I mean, those are truly the most impactful stories as well. You know, like I know Hermosi talks about like in rather than saying how to say how I, how I went through this challenge, you know, how I made Mm -hmm. 25K yesterday, right? How I, whatever, like whatever it is, it's like people want to know how you did it, not how to, because that's impersonal and that's not really sharing the truth of your challenges. And I think there's something to just living by that philosophy, like the obstacle is the way go through it and, you know, happy hustle. Yes. In the journey, like find joy throughout it, but know that adversity is going to strike. Like it's inevitable. And you just have the, the, the choice to, choose your perspective on that adversity, knowing that the challenge will make you stronger ultimately, you know? Yeah. And to your point earlier, I think it's really easy to pay lip service to that and and all these things, right? Because it's all over social media. It's all over these articles, like positive thinking, growth mindset. Yeah. Like most everybody these days that has any access to kind of the modern world can pay lip service to all of these things and tell you how growth works. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter until you start to internalize and actually practice those things on yourself. I mean, think about like a basketball game. Everybody can look at it and everybody's like, oh, you could have made that pass better. You should have shot the ball over there. How did you miss that shot? Like, that's easy. But it's the people that are on the court playing that make the difference. And that's the step we've got to take. Yeah, so Um, true. Can we roll into the fifth step? Yeah, man. Bring it home with the fifth one. Yeah, so so the fifth discomfort, I think of it as like the discomfort that rules them all, which is the discomfort of the unknown and the uncertain. And oftentimes for, for many of us these days, it, it kind of rears its head in different ways where you've got pandemic fallout or you've got tech disruption in your sector or you've got supply chain issues or you're worried about a, a war in Europe, right? There, there's this um, almost universal instability that is like, wow, there's some unknowns here. But if you step back from it, the truth is that tomorrow is always uncertain. Mm-hmm. It's not guaranteed to any of us at yeah. any level. Yeah. Right. And, and it takes something to confront that with a, with a full heart to say, yeah, I, I don't know what tomorrow will bring, but I'm going to surrender myself to it. And we talked about that, too. And, yep. and that's the antidote to it. Um, Paul Tillich, the German-American uh, philosopher and theologian, I don't know if you've ever read any of his work. But he talks about like two human concerns, concerns being things that we pay attention to. You know, the first are finite goals. Mm. And these are things like making enough money, buying a house, expanding in certain ways, hiring this many people, right? Finite in terms that you can see it. 
And he says, you know, that distracts us almost all the time. We're always concerned with those things. What we need and really more important to us at a human level, especially when we talk about, you know, looking back on our lives and deathbed regrets, what's more important to us are uh, what he calls ultimate concerns. Things that Mm. ironically, no matter what happens in the world, can never be taken away from you. Things like Mm. love, joy, gratitude, and peace. And when you surrender yourself to those kinds of feelings, you open yourself to those things in the face of the unknown or any discomfort, it transforms anything standing in your way. Mm -hmm. So not only is that the pathway to maybe more money and time better spent, but to more joy, happiness, and fulfillment as well. Yeah. Wow. Powerful. And I know you have a quiz that the Happy Healthers could actually take to figure out which one of these five discomforts is actually holding them back. And I just took the quiz before we rocked the mic and mine was actually uncertainty, which is, you know, interesting how you explained it with the finite and the ultimate, you know, concerns like those, those two different categories, because there is always uncertainty. And I'll tell you this, like, I almost died in April from carbon monoxide poisoning. I passed out unconscious, like my my head was gashed open. My dog actually saved my life and woke me up from a leaky uh, heating pipe. My sister almost died as well. She was in the house and my brother. And um, Mm. anyway, that really put life in perspective. And I've almost died a couple of times just coming from pushing the envelope, you know, uh, living hard (laughs) and fast. But Yeah, uh, Yeah, I'm with you in some degree. Yeah, but that was just one of those things. It's like, are you kidding me? Like I literally almost died. I had like 16.9% carbon dioxide in my blood. The lethal dose is 20, you know? So it's like, I was very close. And that was like an hour and a half, two hours after I got out of the house. So it dissipated. So I'm sure I was even closer. But anyway, the point is like uncertainty is going to hit us all. And, you know, these Mm -hmm. discomforts are holding us back from our greatest expression of ourselves. And I highly recommend everyone actually take the damn quiz and figure out which one's holding you back. <laughs> you know, what, what, like, I mean, I want to repeat them real quick. So you got the alternative reality, yeah. the self doubt, fear of exposure, challenges and uncertainty. And for the happy hustlers, yeah. where, where can they go to take this quiz and, and actually just learn more about you and hunting discomfort as well and, and get your book as well. Yeah, for sure. So all of it you can find at huntingdiscomfort.com. And by the way, the quiz doesn't cost anything. It's 15 questions. It'll take you three, five minutes, something like that. And not only will it illuminate the discomfort that's standing in your way, and trust me, oftentimes it's not what you think, because if you know it already, oftentimes you'll do something about it. It's usually much more subtle. It's deeper than that. So it'll start to uncover that. And just as important, give you a pathway forward with some tactical things of what you can do about it. And again, huntingdiscomfort.com has all of that and you can find everything about me there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out, guys. Huntingdiscover.com. Pick up a copy of his book. Take the quiz at the minimum and just see where, you know, you are like actually being held back by your discomforts. And I, I really think, you know, this concept, you got something special here because we all can resonate with one, if not all of the five in some capacity. You know what I mean? But it's like, there's one that's more dominant than the other. So it's really, it behooves you all to actually do the due diligence. And I always say the first step to any change is awareness, you know, like really identifying same thing with mine. Like I have a quiz, you know, the happy hustlers know our assessment to really figure out where they're out of balance in their lives. Like that's the first step. Yeah. Identify which of the 10 alignments you're really lacking the most in, 
you know, because that's how you can prioritize yeah. change accordingly. So take the quiz, huntingdiscomfort.com. Yeah. This is awesome, Sterling. I do want to put you through a couple Thanks. of the more traditional questions that I like to ask my guests. First and foremost, we talk about health because I think in order to happy hustle and hunt discomfort in any capacity, you need to have your health, right? Do no you question. have a yeah. happy hustle hack, maybe a tip, a tool, a tactic, something that you do that is maybe a little unique that you can share with the happy hustlers in regards to health? Yeah. So, you know, one in this, I'm sure everybody says this, is I get at least one good workout in every day. Could be yoga, could be weightlifting, could be cardio, could be boxing, but something. Sex. Right. Like, I don't (laughs) care. Get the cardio going. Do something that, like, gets you active and in your body. And something I've been doing more recently, and this is grounded on a whole bunch of research and you know, having spent far too many hours and too much money on growth courses in just about every category you can think of, is I, I sit down every morning for 15 minutes and I spend five minutes kind of calling on moments of, of courage where I felt really powerful, not in the abstract, but can I feel the feelings that I feel when I'm feeling courageous or brave? And then five minutes feeling the feelings of love, recalling moments when I felt love and five minutes of recalling the moments where I felt gratitude. Mm. And that has transformed my days. I typically try to do it early, but it gets me in my body, kind of flexes my emotions to some degree and leaves me really happy to do all the things that I have to do that day. I I feel like I'm happy hustler hacking already. And we've just met. Yeah, there you go, man. I like it. I mean, (laughs) well, you know, and just having that self-awareness and and reflection time is so important just to tap into, you know, your heart. And and we we stay in our head oftentimes. But when you can do that reflection, that's really, you know, when you can tap in and and listen more as well intuitively to what you already know. So that's great. What about money? I always think money is a really important topic. You know, I look at money again as a tool. It's a frequency. It's an energy. It makes you more of who you truly are. Um, Do you have a happy hustle hack when it comes to money? Maybe something you do to save or invest or spend wisely that you could share with the happy hustlers? Uh, Yeah, ask for it. (laughs) <laughs> and, and i i and I, I mean that literally you know, yeah one of the key things that i did without even knowing it back uh when i was talking to the conference director in singapore is i said what's your budget and he gave me a number hmm. right and i'm sure i know now there's all too many conferences that'll have people speak for free and in some cases demand people speak for free but ask for money especially if you feel a little bit nervous. I see a a lot of, especially early stage entrepreneurs where they're worried or scared to ask for the sale. And it's amazing to me. You have conversations like, let's unpack why we're not uh, closing as many deals as we want to. And oftentimes it boils down to nobody directly asked the question. So when you can ask for money, that's, that's kind of my hack for it. Yeah. Oh, I love that, man. And I got to say, I'm going to just be vulnerable here. Like Sterling and I talked about speaking and like the next day I was at my Rotary Club meeting and someone was like, oh, yeah, we could use some speakers, you know, for this like youth event or like something. And I was like, oh, you know, I'll speak like um, and then I instantly went to, oh, I'll do it for free. Don't worry. Like, you know, like I, like I jumped to that, even though I'm sure they have a budget, but I was like, it was a good cause, but yeah. I was like, and sometimes you don't feel worthy to ask for money. That's why you don't ask for it. And right. you have to know that you are worth it 
And if you're not worth it, then maybe you can pay your dues and like build up to a point where where you are. But like that was just an internal reflection. Yeah. Now that you say that, I'm like, oh, why did I say that? I know I'm going to add an extreme amount of value and I yeah. know that I am worth it. And my speaking fee is normally this. Why would I say I do for free? Right. Well, so it's just like be deliberate, ask for money, ask for the sale and add value. You know, I always like to use the word yeah. like 3X. Like if you know that you can 3X whatever investment they're going to make with the value you're going to deliver, you are doing yourself yeah. and the prospect a disservice by not asking for the money. So that's great there. There's no question. And, and, and one last thing about that is that oftentimes I see people uh, using paying their dues as an excuse for not asking for money. Like, oh, I just need to spend three years just kind of grinding my startup. So we're going to do it for cheap or free. And it's like, no, you don't. <laughs> like, yeah. You just don't. You know, the first time I got on stage, I got paid money for it. And you know, thankfully, it went somewhat well. And I worked really hard for it. And it added some value to your point. But oftentimes there's not some need to pay your dues. There's a need to learn, but there's no reason you can't get paid while you're doing it. Mm, yeah. Wow. A little counterintuitive. I like it. That is, you know, really a little bit, good. right? Yeah. Well, you see so many people these days, it's just like, do it for free, do it for free until you can't, you know, do it for free anymore Then people will pay for it. And I was like, I get it. I like that mentality too, yeah. in terms of like getting testimonials and social proof. But you do yeah, have you yeah. get to a point where you have to ask for money and you have to ask for what you're worth, like not just like right. an amount, but, you know, being very clear. Well, and in asking for money doesn't preclude you from doing it for free. Yeah. Right. Like oftentimes with um, uh, like nonprofits, especially you know, our, our managers will always ask for the, the rate of speaking that I'm at. And then they'll come to me and they'll say, oh, you know, they've got a thousand dollars or maybe it's free. And I'm like, okay, well, what we ask is a good cause. I want to do that. I will do yeah. that for, you know, free or a very low fee. So, you know, I, I figured like there's never any harm in asking. So why not? You never yeah. know what you're going to uncover. Exactly, man. I love it. And he, I mean, and this is public knowledge, I'm sure, but like Sterling's yeah. a seven-figure speaker. Every year, he's crushing it on stage. <laughs> Look where he started. You know what I mean? It's like he's asking right, for money. Right. He's getting money, <laughs> and he was scared shitless. And now, you know, over time, you build that the reps, you put in the work, you build the confidence, and now, yeah. you know, you can ask for what you're worth and beyond because you know you're delivering the value. So I, I really, I mean, I know we exactly. stayed here a little bit longer but I love talking money and I think it's really important your point. And I, I just, it's so brilliant yeah. in its wisdom and simplicity. So ask people. All right. Now, last thing I yeah. want to ask you in terms of happy hustle hacks is spirituality, you know, and you mentioned God yeah. and a higher, higher power. And I always think, you know, yeah. like it doesn't matter what religion you believe in or whatever. Like my mom is technically Jewish. My dad's technically Catholic. I'm a religious mutt, you yeah. know, I don't believe in either. Um, yeah. I mean, like I'm, yeah. I'm, I believe in all religions, but I don't like, I don't follow one. I believe I'm very spiritual though. I pray right. every day. I'm just wondering if yeah. you have a happy hustle hack when it comes to spirituality that you can share with the happy hustlers. Yeah, I, I think it's practice it. 
Um, you, you know, I think, you know, the idea of spirituality and believing in God is, is fine. You know, to your point, whether it's a particular religion or something that you piece together or discovered yourself, it doesn't matter. But the knowledge of it really doesn't do much for you. I think the power is when you actually get into prayer or meditation or whatever it is for you, when you're changing your state, when you change your state, you start to uh, shift some of those beliefs, or maybe better said, it gives you a little more autonomy to let go of the beliefs, you know, back to the reflection about yourself, others of the world, to let go of some of those things that are no longer serving you, as you can cultivate the experience of prayer or, um, you know, almost like the humility of something that there's something so much greater than us as an individual. And when you um, feel that, you bow down to that, you pray to that, it starts to shift you and, and give you real power in that, that humility. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. I always ask, you know, God, for me to just be the conduit of his message and, and just listen, like I, yeah. I, I'm listening, you know, and just like, shut up, just listen, you know, just, and then practice, right. you know, do the work, like have your prayer time, you know, read your whatever book is it the Bible, is it the Torah, whatever you want to read. But like do Whatever. the work when it comes to spirituality and, and connect right. because, you know, that there's yeah. a reason like all of the highest performing people, at least I don't want to say all, but most of the highest performing people like give glory to God, like in some way, shape or form. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you hear right. all the athletes yeah. or I don't want to say all, but most <laughs> that's who they thank first. Right. You know? So anyway, right. something to be said. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I think it, it, it's about like, putting yourself in the flow. Yeah. Right. I, I do the best that I can to not take responsibility for anything. You know, if somebody compliments me on my book, you know, I'm very gracious. Thank you. But look at this huge team behind me. That really is the reason for that success mm. or, you know, thank God for this or thank my mom for that. Right. As much as I can take myself out of like being the stopping point, mm. um, I think it keeps you in that flow, keeps you in the gratitude, keeps you connected to God. And, and that's where things happen. Right. That's, mm. I think where you build a lot of momentum. Yep. I always say, uh, you know, keep me hungry and humble, you know, like that's, I just think a yep. really important yeah. part, but like the humility piece, you know, no one wants to be around like a boaster with the, like a, you know, big dick ego. Right. It's like, uh, yeah, get the hell out of here. You know, it's like, it, you're just, a, it just right. like, that's it's what a, I look at. Facade. Dude, people who tell me that they're self-made or tell the world or internet, I just laugh. I'm like, you are not fucking self-made. You actually are standing <laughs> on the shoulders of giants. You are learning from others. You are growing right. from other people's wisdom far faster. Like no one is self-made. Everyone had some type of influence and mentorship. And I don't know, that's my rant, but yeah. you know, that's how I feel. It's just like you have to give credit and, and glory to, you know, your environment and God and others around you. So anyway, that's great, man. This was awesome. Yeah. This, uh, you know, these happy hustle hacks. Yeah, I do want to put you through the rapid fire round real quick, and then we'll wrap this interview up. So this is yeah. kind of where I ask you just random things and you answer honestly. First thing that comes to mind. Are you ready, Sterling? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. Favorite food. Go. Lobster. Favorite movie. Or pizza. Nice. Pizza I love too. <laughs> Lobster, you uh, bougie over there. I like it. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like this mix of lobster and pizza, like expensive and cheap. Like I'm I'm in for both. I like it. Um, Your favorite yeah, movie? Ocean's Eleven was the movie. Okay. Favorite book? 
Uh, catcher in the Rye, J.G. Salinger. Nice. Favorite workout? Uh, yoga. What's your spirit animal? Spirit animal? Man, I, I don't know. First thing that came uh, to mind. I would, I would, hawk. Hawk. I got to go hawk. Best business advice? Um, do the thing you think you can't. Mm. Three things you're most grateful for? Uh, my family, my community, and having the opportunity to spend time doing exactly what I love, just like this. Heck yeah. And if you had a billboard for the world to see with your last piece of content on it, what does that billboard read? Yeah. No matter what. Oh, figured. I love that. <laughs> Crush that rapid no, fire. Run. I'm like, it's behind me. I know. I know. I love it. I love it, man. Well, dude, this has been yeah. awesome, Sterling. I just want to take a moment to acknowledge yeah. you, brother, for sharing your love, your light, your wisdom, and, you know, your inspiring story of just hunting discomfort and showing up, you know, just spreading this truth and, and helping others do what they say they're going to do no matter what. Like, this is a powerful movement. I hope everyone gets behind. And uh, I just want to say thank you, thank man. Thank you. Appreciate it. I can't thank you enough for having me on. It's been a blast. Uh, and thanks to everybody that joined us as well. Yeah. Now, I do want to just give you an opportunity to give a final call to action to all the happy hustlers out there and go ahead and mention the best place for people to connect with you online as well. Yeah. So again, I'd send everybody to huntingdiscomfort.com. You can see all about my speaking, my work there. And you know what I'd invite people to do is create their own no matter what. You know, you can see from the community what folks are up to, the things that they're doing, their health and their business with their money, with their relationship. And if you're so moved, you can add in what you're up to as well. We'd love to have you. Oh, so cool. And where can they add in? Is that at, at huntingdiscomfort.com or is it like a Facebook group or? No, if you go to huntingdiscomfort.com, you know, there's a menu there and you can check out. It'll say no matter what community you can join that. It'll say, you know, learn about hunting discomfort and the no matter what movement. You'll see people doing that. So from that URL, you can find just about anything. And, and by the way, if you have trouble finding anything, uh, just drop me an email, sterling at sterlinghawkins.com. Love it. Awesome, Sterling. Now, final question, brother. What does happy hustling mean to you? I, uh, well, it, it means getting up every day and, and doing the thing that you have to do, the thing that makes the difference. And, um, you know, just to reference back to our discussion, surrendering to the, the greater joy and the happiness and the gratitude that you have the opportunity to, to do it. Oh, love it. Mic drop. Sterling Hawkins, y'all. Thanks for watching and listening. Gary. We are out. Peace and love, y'all. Real quick, y'all, I want to share with you something that is making a very positive impact on my physical health, as well as my mental health, but more so my physical health, because I really believe that you have to detox your body. You have to sweat those toxins out regularly in order to be optimized, in order to actually happy hustle your blissful balance in your dream reality. And one of the ways that I actually detox my body is from my Therasage infrared portable and affordable 360 plus sauna. This thing is my go-to. I love it because it's actually affordable and it is portable and it actually is made by a family-owned company that stands behind their products. And the best part is you actually get the hookup for watching and listening to the Happy House podcast, you can just go to theirsage.com 
and you could just type in code HAPPY and it will actually save you over 10% on everything store-wide, but specifically the sauna. And the good thing about the sauna is it actually burns calories. So you just sit on your bum, you can burn calories, you can decrease the inflammation in your body, which a lot of dis-ease stems from, and you can increase the blood flow circulation, which I'll just tell you, there's a ton more benefits, but those three in and of itself are worth your while. So you guys check it out, Therasage, that's T-H-E-R-A-S-A-G-E.com, and then Use code HAPPY to save yourself some money. And they got a bunch of holistic healing products on their site, but I'm just referencing this Thera 360 Plus sauna. I have the black one, love it. And uh, the cool thing is also you actually, you know, you have hand holes where you can stick your hands in. So you could be working on your laptop or reading and your head protrudes so your brain doesn't swell. A lot of like other saunas that, you know, the dry saunas, like at the gym potentially, um, if you have one in your gym, you know, it's like a hot rocks those actually swell your brain over time and have detrimental effects. And given my current brain injury from the CO poisoning, I'm really glad my head is actually protruding from the heat zone in this Therasage sauna. So that's another reason why I love it. You guys check it out again, therasage.com, and then use code HAPPY to save. Real quick, I just want to share with you something that is near and dear to my heart. See, as a proud American, when I heard this stat, I was floored. 22 veterans actually take their own lives every single day, according to the Department of Veteran Affairs. And that's 22 too many. So the cause of veteran suicide prevention is one in which I am just all behind with all my might. And I think you should be as well. And that is why my friend, Mr. William Brandon, 26-year Navy SEAL veteran, started the company Naked Warrior Recovery. And it was created with the clear initiative to develop premium products to support physical and mental recovery through innovation and excellence. And two of my favorite products from Naked Warrior Recovery is Navy SEAL CBD Energy Drink. This stuff helps with energy and focus. It has 75 milligrams of caffeine, kind of like a cup of coffee, but it has 12.5 milligrams of CBD. And we're not talking just any CBD. We're talking premium quality, USDA, organic grown CBD. See, they are actually third-party tested. They're veteran-owned and operated, and they come with a money-back guarantee plus free shipping. And this is my go-to pre-workout lately. I got to say, it really is delicious and nutritious, and it gets you going, as well as Naked Warrior Recovery's Cool Recovery Muscle and Joint Rub. And this stuff is really great after a hard workout or after a long hike. You can put it on you know, those sore spots, and it really helps your body recovery. So you guys actually get the hookup for watching and listening to Happy Hustle. You can go to NW Recovery and use code HAPPY to save yourself some moolah off of not just the Navy SEAL CBD energy drinks, not just the muscle and joint rub, but everything on their website. And you got to just love the mission behind NW Recovery. Actually, they donate a portion of their proceeds to fight veteran suicide and just increase the prevention of this terrible tragedy. So go to nakedwarriorrecovery.com, use code HAPPY, save yourself some money, get some great products and support an amazing cause today.
Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast. I truly am so grateful that you took the time out of your busy day to spend time with me. Now, if you got any value from this episode or any episodes in the past, it would mean the world to me if you could please leave a five-star review and share this episode with your friends so we can continue to spread this message. Guys, as always, it's been a blast. Now go out there and happy hustle for your dream reality. Peace.